Welcome to the TBD podcast, aka Tay Benendine, aka To Be Determined, aka Three Black Dudes, featuring your three co hosts, Taylor, that's me, Ben, Here. and Dean. What they really want from me. We're here to give you our honest take on life, society, and culture with perspectives and opinions through the lens of three black lifelong friends. We will be wrong. We may seem insensitive at times, but you're guaranteed raw honesty. The views expressed in this podcast are solely ours and are not a reflection of our respective organizations. Thank you all for tuning in. Dean, let's get into it. Here we go. All right. So today's good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Ben, how you doing? You over there? Been a while. Been a while. So it was pretty good. How you doing? (laughs) It's the morning time. For our our listeners, our friend Ben doesn't exactly like mornings. Not a big morning guy. So early, but, you know, making it work. Not at all. We got this. Let's get it. So so the topics today are going to be a blend about just uh, our personal life and the happy sides of things, or at least the expectations we're supposed to be happy. So what I'm alluding to is we're going to talk about marriage and fatherhood. Uh, all of us are married men. Sorry, ladies. Ha ha. You see what I did there? Um, gosh. Uh, we're all married. Uh, and two thirds of us have children. So we're going to talk about some of the things that, you know, we went through and in, in that journey and expectations versus reality and such and such. So I'm going to start with just some uh, some quick oversight of our individual relationship journeys. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and let Taylor start it off since he's the one that seems like he's drinking crack. Uh, go ahead and why don't you tell people your relationship journey? Just don't crazy. I don't want to hear the fights and all that. First and foremost, nah, nah. First and foremost, it ain't crack. Okay, drinking crack, drinking crack. Made by an espresso. If you if you don't have an espresso, get one. Anyways, so I have been in. Damn, it'll be ten years in less than a week that I've been with my lady. Uh, We dated for like eight years, and uh, our our two year anniversary, marriage wise, is coming up in in I don't know like. Ten days, something like that. But you know, we're college sweethearts. We met um, in college, obviously, as college sweethearts. And um, I'm two years older than my lady, so we ended up uh, doing the whole long distance thing for two years uh, in the beginning of our relationship. Only after about eight months, maybe ten months of dating, we decided to do a two year, two year, maybe two and a half year long um, long distance relationship situation from from San Diego to where we went. Where I was living in San Diego, and she was uh, going to school in Arizona. So. Um, at that, after that point, when she graduated, we moved in together and been together ever since, man. Our, our journey's, you know, pretty cut and dry, simple. Uh, I guess you would call it the American dream type thing. You made your college sweetheart, although I don't believe in those societal norms. Um, that's where we're at, man. So that's about it. I'll make it quick and to the, to the point. I feel you. I feel you. I'm going to go ahead and uh, follow that up. Met, met my lady, my wife, in high school. Uh, we've been together since. Um, obviously went through all the trials and tribulations that any young couple is going to go through where you had to grow up as an individual and grow up together. Um, but yeah, been together since. So we are, we are the old heads in the relationship group. 
we um we laugh at everybody else because I don't know what we haven't seen since I am 31 and I've been with her since 18. Yeah, so we laugh at almost every single thing everyone does because we've been there, done that. Um, but yeah, been together since, been through all the stuff. We grew together. We uh, are pretty much, you know, feel like we're playing with house's money because we have accomplished so many great things and been through all the hardships. So mine's pretty much, you know, really cut and dry uh, because I will say it and I've said it a lot of times before. I, ma- I married my best friend. So we hang out, we watch TV, we go do stuff. We have a lot of shared interests. So in that department, for me, life is easy. Now, I can obviously make her mad real, real easily as well. But other than that... Yeah, you good at that. I'm terrific. I'm like fucking amazing at pissing her off. But either way, we cool. We chilling. So, uh, yeah, that's my background. And uh, without further ado, Ben, why don't you go ahead and tell us yours? Yeah, so uh, I guess I'm the, I'm the young end of the group. Um, you know, we've been together for... I'd say on and off for about six years. Uh, you know, we we met kind of in in the prime of our twenties, um, our raging twenties. I would say uh, we were definitely we Wild. were definitely both raging. Um, Wild. We were de- <laughs> we definitely were. Uh, you know, it wasn't always oh you're my sweetheart. You know, it wasn't always oh you know let's let's ride this thing out. You know, it definitely wasn't uh, wasn't the American dream, say as you alluded to. <laughs> Um, uh, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of ups and downs, but, you know, I used to hate when people said this until I kind of experienced it, but when you kind of know, you know, so even during those times where we wasn't kind of vibing, you know, we always, we always kind of came back and kind of, kind of made it work. So, um, you know, we've been married, well, we got married this past June, so, you know, we're definitely, uh, newlyweds, but, um, Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Quarantine, quarantine wedding. Um, but uh, yeah. So we're uh, we're we're new, we're new in in that sense. But um, yeah, we uh. So 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 Ben, so Ben, you you are the most recently married individual out of three. Uh, has anything changed for you between when you? weren't married to now having a stupid legally binding piece of paper that says you are a union. Don't put stupid on it. That's your, don't, don't put your <laughs> opinions on him. He didn't say the word stupid. Get this boy in trouble. <laughs> That's fair. For when Ben's lady listened to this, I said it. Nobody else. That's my words. Go ahead. Uh, but no, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed since this past June. Um, obviously it's kind of hard to be, objective about it by you know the way everything's going right now quarantine and and covid and all this is kind of forces you to be on the same page a little bit more since you in the house in the house board board in the house and i'm in the house board um but um no i I wouldn't say anything's changed um (laughs) you know what i mean once we kind of decided that we were getting married you know went through the engagement and all that um, I feel like we've we've been on the same page uh, since then. So I don't think anything's changed in the sense of like we either of us are are different people, you know, because of it. Um, I, I think it's just more more feeling more uh, not like we weren't like a team before, but kind of feeling like 
it, we're officially in it for the long haul. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to say it, but then, like, once you're about it, once you pull the trigger, once you actually get married, it's kind of, it, it, it's a more comforting feeling kind of knowing, all right, we're in this for the long haul. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I, I sure. absolutely do. So then let's go, let's move right into that then. Let's go into what the expectations were of, as Taylor put it, this legal, legally binding piece of paper. Uh, what were the expectations <laughs> of that said paper? And what was the reality after you were like, hmm, I don't really know if the expectations are true. Tay, you can go. What's up? Dude, honestly, like, this is going to be a real boring answer. To, but to be honest, I didn't have expectations. Like, straight up. I, I didn't know what to think about going into uh, marriage. All I had to go off was my parents, right? So I guess that was my frame of reference, but it didn't create any like expectations out of me. And so I just went into it. Like, like I do everything in life. Like I'll figure this, this stuff out. Like, I'll, I don't know. I'm going to be the best version of a husband I can be. And, uh, and, and, and she's gonna be the best version of a wife she can be. And then we'll figure it out from there. But honestly, like my expectations versus reality is kind of non-existent because a marriage is a marriage and everybody's marriage is, is, is what's good for them. So yeah born answer but that's just true well then i'll push what was something that you realized that you did not know was going to be something there before something um, about being being like you said said paper you know living with somebody something that you are now a husband that you did not know was in the uh prereqs prior in the prereqs <sighs> anything any i mean something I mean, that happened or something that goes on I mean, I, our taxes are a lot better now. My well, wife's 1099, so <laughs> I don't, All I don't right. know. All right, so man. Taylor, I, I, Taylor doesn't know. I, I have no answer. I'm sorry. All right, we, we're going to sit you in the corner for the next 20 seconds. That was god-awful. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and try to save that whole PowerPoint. Um, look, for me, my expectation of becoming the husband and the man of the house, I thought somebody was going to, go ahead and come on and slap a big old H on my chest as husband. And I was going to come flying here and saving the world. And I was going to be the dude, the man strong. I was going to inherit these strong traditional powers and values. And I was going to be the man, the shit. And then I realized I don't got no damn money. I don't got <laughs> no, nothing. Uh, I got to pay these bills. I have to go to work. I can't not go to work. I don't really like work that much. I have to go. Man, that was a huge awakening. So, yeah, you go ahead and get these gender role responsibilities if you want. But you're going to be working for them. You're going to have to put that time in. You're going to have to, when you don't want to, show up just because. Probably have to do some extra. You're probably drinking beer just so you don't scream at people. It's just it's like, whoa, whoa. Well, I didn't I didn't know this was exactly how it was written, but um, some of those stereotypes have a point. And uh, I learned real quick that as much as you want those responsibilities, you have to earn them. Ben? Yeah. um, Like I was saying, we've only been married since June. So uh, as far as the marriage part of it, nothing's really changed other than the title. But I'll just kind of speak on what I expected, um, you know, coming into coming into it as someone whose parents were never married marriage was always kind of marriage always had like a negative 
kind of connotation to me, like the white picket fence and all. It was always kind of a myth to me. Like for me, always growing up and going through my twenties, it was always kind of like getting married and getting stuck. You know, that's kind of the the thing I had. You know, before I met my wife, obviously. Um, and then kind of, you know, coming into it, just flipping and, and deciding, okay, we're going to be a team. We're going to be, you know what I mean? We're going to be in it for the long haul. Um, kind of realizing, you know, when you meet somebody that you literally never get sick of, you know, you do on, on some level, obviously, but at the end of the day, that's still the person you want to, you know, spend your time with. Um, that was always something that, that I never imagined or envisioned, you know what I mean? So it, it was always kind of a negative thing to me. Like, oh, it was always kind of a, this, this elusive imaginary fictional thing of, oh, you get married and white picket fence and husband and wife and happily ever after. Like that was something I never really believed in until, you know what I mean? Until, until we actually got there, you know what I mean? So, so Ben, when did you start actually like feeling like you're married? And then how long from when that you had that feeling with, with your wife, your now wife, to when you actually pulled the trigger? Like, what was that time difference like? I mean, we had been living together for years prior. So, you know, we knew each other about as well as people can know each other. Um, you know, all our tendencies, all the things we don't like about each other, all the things we don't, all the bad habits, you know, we, we've been living together. So we... Nothing really was surprising or there was nothing else we needed to learn. You know what I mean? We just need to kind of both decide, both get on the same page. Um, so I'd say probably like a year or so before we got engaged. And then we got married about a year after we got engaged. So, um, you know, like I said, nothing really changed until we, we kind of always knew, but, you know, it's it's one thing to say, oh yeah, we're about it for the long haul, and actually pull the trigger and and, and take that leap. Because for me, there's no like, there ain't, ain't no going back. Like we in this now, you know what I mean? So, so okay, okay. So why does the actual action of getting married by, uh, you know, some so whoever priest, whatever your name, or like and signing that piece of paper, why is that such a and I'm asking a genuine question here. Why is that like may ha- may- made you feel different in comparison just feeling married? Like the, you said, you mentioned I, like you I have married. an answer. Go ahead. I I, Go ahead. I can I can tell you right now. I can remember the the whole damn story. Um. So okay, I told you guys I've been with Mandy, uh, my wife. <clears throat> I've been with my Go wife that for we'll bleep, we'll I know, bleep right? That. Just we gone, we gone. <laughs> I've been with my wife uh, since, since high school, okay? So you got young and dumb, young and thinking you're everything, and you don't know nothing at the same time. Um, and so she obviously had parents. She's lived with her parents. I'm living with my parents, you know? But we were so all the way in for so long that, you know, four or five years later in our 20s, I'm over here thinking that I'm the guy, but there was no legality to that. There was no insurance policy to that. And I say that, you know, not trying to make it more than what it is. Literally, like, what is it to say that you're going to wake up one day and throw away the person that you've been with the last five years? Anything could make you want to do that. 
Literally, you could. I woke up one day and liked hot sauce. I hated hot sauce for years. Woke up one day, I like hot sauce. That's how trivial we could be sometimes. And without something for her parents to be like, hey, like, I know you want to be the man, but are you going to show that you're actually going to see this thing through? And it was one of these times where she, uh, she got sick. Uh, and, you know, I was trying to be Superman. And it was like, I get it, but you are the boyfriend. And I could not get that out of my head. And it, it messed me up because obviously I didn't feel like the boyfriend. I felt way more than that. I felt way more uh, closeness to her family, with her, the care, all of that. Wanted to see her be a beautiful, blossomed woman. You know, I wanted all of that. And I'm like, I'm the boyfriend. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to not only show her that this is more serious than that, but I also needed to feel that we both were going to take that insurance policy out, that legality, and take it for both of each other's well-being. So that way we could have, like, hey, I can't throw away the last five years now. You know, I'm, I am fully vested into but this. You, and it sounds can't... real le- – say it again. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm but... saying, like, it was, it was – that was, the, like, the moment where it was, like, we, I need to take the next step. And this next step will feel differently because we are now – legally binding in this together but you can still not leave just a legally least... binding scenario it's just harder yeah you, that's the whole point any any kind of deterrence is a deterrence you don't want to do oh, so i have no deterrence but it's the same no it's not the same knowing for full well that there's going to be legal ramifications and the difficulty to doing that will actually ask make you ask yourself do I want to put more time into just fixing something that I once thought was amazing? Or do I want to just say today, I'm, I feel done today. And we are now, I seriously feel like we are now trivial people. These are like trivial thoughts on a regular basis in society. So these are now society norms, whereas it never used to be that way. And if you could just Make yourself work harder, work through, work together. Yeah, there are circumstances where this doesn't apply. Um, this is not a one-shoe-fits-all. But most of them, I feel like there are some other routes that can be taken. And when you have that legally binding contract and investment into each other, sometimes that's enough of a deterrence to say, I'm not, I can't throw this away tomorrow, so I got to spend time anyways. Maybe I should take a deep breath, spend some time here, and see if this can become better for both of us. Do you feel, and do you feel that a certain is when I felt time? different. Gotcha. Do you feel like a certain amount of time? Because you're with me, you're with your, your lady for a hot second before. Ah, you did it too. You uh, did it too. Close, not even close. Not even close to you. You did the exact same do thing. Do you feel that the time in, shut up. Do you feel like the time in that you spent was deterrent enough? Because, t- no, no, it wasn't. The there was nothing in, there. It was, that's a, that's a, uh, I feel like that was relationship investment. That was uh, how much I love you investment, but it wasn't like literally either one of us could wake up one day and say, I'm not interested anymore and bounce. And there would be like no ramifications. It would just be like, have a good day. And so, so okay. not only from not only from as a, as, as a parent looking at their children, because I still think parents should be involved. I, I know it's like my parents aren't living my life. I get. Yeah, but your parents created you and they nurtured you. So as long as there's nothing negative there, I think they should be a part of your life more than I think, you know, 
young adults want to give credit to. Anyways, my point is saying is like this whole like carry over responsibilities. It's like you're just saying I could walk away at any second outside of my love for you. And it would mean nothing. Nothing would matter. I could start anew. I could go to another state. I could go to another country and it wouldn't matter. And now one party is sitting there broken. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I hear everything you're saying. I guess my situation is a little different because we were, we had lived together for six years before we got married. You know, we had. And either one of you could have walked out. Either one of you could have walked uh, out, bro. No. Yes, we could have. And we can still do that. My point is, at the time, we were, we had bills together. We had cars together. We had things in both of our names. We were almost at a point where we were technically like, uh, what's the term in California when you've been living together for seven years? I don't even Were think they that's considered you to be married? Thing, no, it is. It is I, don't, I don't even. Anyways, I don't, uh, anyways, it, my point what is, I, we had so I'm still much saying, together I've, that. Go ahead. We had so much together, as far as bills, money, ties to everything, that it would be virtually as difficult to leave that scenario as it would be right now when I have a legally binding piece of paper. Common law. Completely law. disagree. Completely disagree. Completely disagree. Because those those financial institutes that you're talking about that you may or may not have had. I have seen the relationships walk away and be like, I guess we'll figure it out. I guess it'll be civil, whatever. But it's not this, Oh, you can't go get into another relationship, like a a legal relationship. You can't do this. You, your taxes have to be filed this way. You have to put me on these things. Like it cannot be, it would not be as difficult. It may be more difficult, I'm not going to disagree on the more difficult, but it is not the same as saying this person is legally my other person. I'm legally carrying this person around. It's on my social security number. It's on my all this jazz. I'm carrying this person around with me. I cannot shake them unless I go through another legal process to shake them. I just disagree, but I feel you. I hear you. I hear everything you're saying. I understand it. I just drastically ben, Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with Tay in the sense of it, e- even with the legally binding piece of paper, if you really want to be to wake up one day and be like, yep, I'm out and leave, then you could. Now, the legal side of it is another thing. That's not what I'm talking about. You guys did enough of that. Um, but if you wanted to get up and walk out the door, you could. You know what I mean? <laughs> So for me, it was always about, it wasn't about the piece of paper as much as the, the Dean, like you said earlier, making that commitment, making her understand that I am, am taking that step with her. You know what I mean? Like in, in marriage and being a husband, you know what I mean? And being a team for the long haul. Like that's more what it was about for me. It wasn't about the piece of paper and the legal stuff and all that. It was more just about, yeah, you could say it, it was about the title, but the title, it's to, I guess this is going to segue us into another conversation, but being, to us anyway, being husband and wife meant something, you know what I mean? Aside from all the legal stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and to me, that meant something is such a, it's a respect, it's a respect on her name, or it's a, you know, it's respect on your name, respect on the relationship. I 100% agree on that. I hear so, everything y'all say. Say you want to go bring us wrong. in? Go ahead. 
Yeah. No, I mean, it's a tag. You want to bring us into the next one? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the question is, is, is there, is there a true, true benefit? Does it even matter about getting married in, in today's society? And I'll answer, I'll answer that question first. Cause it was, there was a re- realistic benefit to me and my wife getting married. And the big, biggest benefit was my insurance, right? So just kind of a little backstory for everybody too. My wife and I got married essentially a year and a half from a legal perspective. We got married a, a year and a half before we had our actual wedding. The reason that we actually got married is because in what I do, I have such good insurance and she had a goal about going independent and doing some things there. So I needed to off, I needed to make sure that she, we were secure from a, you know, injury standpoint, something were to happen um, so that she could go, you know, go live her dream, what she's now doing. And so from that perspective, I, I love the idea of marriage because now I can fully commit to, hey, you know, we're together. This isn't about like, I need, feel need to be married to you. It's about, hey, you're taking care of. And if I have to do, if, if, if taking care of that scenario requires me to sign a legal, doc, legal binding piece of paper, I will do that. But it's not about like I want this showy marriage. So, anyways, that's how I answer my question, Dean. You go ahead. No, uh, no, Ben, go ahead. I'm gonna give him some time. I'm, I was talking. Um, yeah, for so for me, it wasn't. Well, I I can only speak for myself. I know uh, probably there's a lot of people who feel like Tay feels. It's just you know we need to get married, or it's beneficial for our situation to get married. Um, for us, it was just a want, man. We just want to make that lifelong yeah. commitment to each other you know what i mean there's no need there's no outside reason we don't need this piece of paper we don't need this we don't need that we just want to make the ultimate lifelong commitment to one another and take the rest of this journey together knowing full well that you know what i mean this is this is where we want to be you know what i mean so there was no need involved there was no um our situation was just solely based on the fact that we want to to do this you know what i mean Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you say, does it even matter in today's society? Does it matter in today's world to have that marriage and, and have that binding document, you know, all that, the fluff? Well, for me, it was too, obviously, I told you, you know, I wanted to give her the respect of, look, you know, I'm here, like Ben said, for the long haul, that long term commitment. And we were on so many of the same pages And one of those pages being that we believe and we still do believe that the nuclear family mold is important. And I know that it is not as common as that used to be, but the nuclear family, the traditional family of the two parents, the two incomes or, you know, one with the kids and one at work for longer, you know, that build, I think is very important. And you know, I had it at times and then later I didn't have it. And, you know, I, I tested all the waters and I knew that I didn't want that for the generations behind me. So I knew that my problems that I made myself could have been avoided had I, you know, had a little bit more of that nuclear family build. And obviously I do feel like my wife had that. And I'm like, you know, that's why she's my wife. Cause I was like, goodness, you ha- you embody everything I'm not doing. Um, that was just our, you know, our history, our relationship. So I think it isn't a need because again, when you say need, it should be individual. 
I think we get too too much into of like everyone needs to do this. It's like, but why? Why does everyone need to do the same thing? I don't think that's right either. Things and circumstances and are going to change people and outcomes. But for us, for one, I needed to show her that respect and to be the man for her that I envisioned myself in being. I needed to have that that actual imitation, that actual uh, ability to show what I think I am, and then also um, I wanted and feel like I need to have that that household stability because that's the, the way I want to raise my children. No doubt. And the reason I ask all these like just challenging questions is mainly because I've seen a lot of people that you know we've grown up with that you know it's just like a societal norm to do it. It is. Once you're in a relationship for a couple of years, you guys get engaged. It's, it's not um, it's not what you guys are explaining. It's not, hey, like Ben said, me and Miranda want this. Or uh, Ben. Like, yeah, just name dropping um, everywhere. Or, or Wait, and edit point. Morgan, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, or like with, with, with Dean, with you, with you and your lady, it's like you guys had a, a, a joint agreement. I feel like a lot of people just go with what they think is the next step instead of entering into a, you know, understanding with their significant other. So that's why I just asked the questions because, you know, I'm a difficult human being. Yeah. I'm going to give people some credit here though. Sometimes they have to just answer these questions because they've been asked it 8 billion times, you know, and they have to say it just stereotypically. But if you were to sit down with a drink and a fire pit and they had felt like that you were listening and they had time they might give you what we're given, you know, as an answer. It's just a lot of times it's like, yeah, we've been together eight years. Cause I've answered this question seven times today. You know, have been together eight years. We're going to get engaged. Like you can't expect someone to always give you the best answer when it's also a societal norm to ask these intrusive questions. That's like, Whoa, why is it okay to ask when are you guys going to get married? When are you guys going to have kids? Uh, oh, dude, I didn't know I hate you were it. in that bedroom with me. Yeah, I didn't, bro, I didn't know you were uh, paying those bills with me. We'll get to that, Tay. We'll get to that, Tay. I, I feel you, bro. I feel, I feel, we'll get to that, Tay. <laughs> so, so, yes, I'm going to give people some slack in the sense of, yeah, I got to answer this question because you're asking me again and you have no right to even ask. But, yeah, I do think there's sometimes really, really not sometimes, majority of the time, really, really good answers for some of these decisions. Yeah, uh, you guys bring up some good points, and especially, like, the one about, you know, this is just what we're supposed to do, so we're going to do it. And that's what I think the contributing factor is for the divorce rate being so high. Oh, we're just, we've been together for a while, so we're supposed to get married now. Like, I don't really know if I even want to, but we're supposed to, so let's do it. Boom, divorce. Like I, that that's definitely one of those contributing factors. And, and I don't think that's, you know what I mean? Like, like Dean, like you were saying, I don't think you, you have to do anything or you should just because you, just because that's what people think they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? I think you gotta do, you gotta be a little more, you know what I mean? A little more uh, self-reflective. Yeah. Introspective. And kind of decide, you know, for yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Um, so just to, you know, wrap that up, when you say it doesn't matter in today's society, I, I think that it that should be definitely in the eye of the beholder of what matters and what doesn't. But you know me, man, pay for your consequences. Don't be running from your, you know, you did this and now you want change and now you want to be mad at someone else. No, 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 no. So it don't matter, but it don't matter as long as you are taking responsibility for your actions. Fair. Fair. So. 
Did we answer the, uh, is it just a piece of legally binding paper, or did we elaborate a little bit on Yeah, that? no, I think we answered it. Tay, Tay hates No, marriage. because in reality, and... it, is, it is just a piece. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clarify something. I am in a loving, hates it. Hates amazing, it. amazing hates. relationship with my wife. We, like I said, I don't need this. In, Nah, uh, I just think I, I think from the traditional perspective and and societal norms perspective, I think it's a little ridiculous, but I understand it. To each their own, whatever. So you hate you it? Happy? Do you, boo boo? No, I don't hate it. We get it, Tay. You hate it. We get it. <laughs> you made your stance very clear. <laughs> oh she she so much hate. <laughs> I'm gonna call her and be like, "Don't do it." <laughs> anywho, anywho. Dude. All right. Well, moving up, moving along. Um, what type of conversations have you had with your significant other, if any, about these societal norms, um, role specific? Um, I don't know, just the stuff that we've gone over of like the need and the want versus this legal binding versus an actual happy marriage relationship. What uh, conversations have you had with your significant others? I uh, Ben, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead, take got it. Um, I I think this is kind of like mine and Morgan's relationship started off this way. So like that's all we talked about. And I keep dropping her name, but too bad. Whatever. Uh, it's Damn. She's cool with it. It's all we talked about, man. Um, when when our our idea of this is our personal preference of an idea of a of a marriage is both take care of the kids, both make money, both do things around the house. That is something that we have been on board with as a unit since going back to one of our first initial long 6 a.m. conversations. And so I think, you know, when you have that, I think that's what makes our relationship so good is because we're on that same page of what we expect out of one another. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's how I feel about it. I don't know. That's it. That's all I got. Ben, you had the most recent conversation. Yeah, uh, we definitely had the conversation, you know, prior to prior to everything about, okay, let's not just do this because of the piece of paper, because of the legality of it, because of, you know what I mean? Because we're supposed to, because people like Dean, like, or like both of you guys said earlier, people are asking, when's this going to happen? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? You know, let's, you know, we definitely had ongoing conversations about, you know, let's do it because we want to do it because we're ready to do it. Not because people think we should or, you know what I mean, for the legal reasons, like you guys were saying. So, um, you know, it definitely was an ongoing conversation and it was definitely something that we we definitely waited. I feel like, you know, we tried to make sure it wasn't an impulse decision. It wasn't, you know what I mean? So we definitely, you know, got to the same page. And, and that's the key, man, just being on the same page uh, in any relationship, you know, not even just marriage, you know, friendships, whatever. Just just be on the same page, you know, communicate. And obviously it's it's always going to be a work in progress, you know, even now, even after you get married, it's, it's still a work in progress. You know what I mean? You're never done growing. And, um, you know, that's uh, that's where we at. Yeah. Um, as I've mentioned, my conversations came when I was a baby. So, 
you know, we had these conversations after a while. Like we was over here just trying to go get some breadsticks. Like we was we wasn't even trying to mess with this conversation for years. And then once that conversation started happening, it was like, okay, but you know, I'm still a baby and an idiot. What are you talking about? You know, and then then as we continue to grow, that's when life hit us. Cause I, I don't think like the majority of people do not have life hit them at 17 and 18. Like you have some stuff, but you go talk to a 30 year old or a 40 year old and a 50 year old. They will all laugh at you when they talk with my issues in life, your issues in life, boy, get out of here. You know? So that's just my opinion. So that being said, you know, we, we finally had a big one and that's when I was like, this conversation needs to get serious. And then after the conversation got serious and we were on the same page. And that's when it was like, look, I don't think I'm walking out of this anytime soon. Are you? She said, no. And then it was like, uh, you do know we're going to have a lot of hardships because we are young. We're very young. And it was a very clear conversation. Absolutely. And we did the whole, you know, tell me if you do start liking spicy stuff type deal, you know, tell me what starts to change as you grow, as you become adults. And we both saw it eye to eye. So our conversation was more of like a huge outlook, understanding two whole things. One, we have no real attachments to each other other than verbal contracts. So that was one where we both were like, that's kind of not good. And then the other one was, we understand our entire personality is going to change day by day the older we get because we were so damn young. And it was a, a verbal agreement that has lasted, what, how many years are we on marriage? I'm on eight, eight thir- years thir- this year of marriage. Oh. Yeah, 13 together, eight of marriage. So, yeah, when you get old, you stop counting the dating years. Um, <laughs> you just get old. So I'm bald and yeah, been to, how long we've been together? Get some, get yourself some flowers, you know. So that's where we at. But anyways, uh, but yeah. So our conversation was was very thorough. You guys know how thorough I can be. So uh, very detailed conversation, and it has stuck. And so we were able, with that being said, we were able to grow together, which had made that conversation be even more important for us. So the last one on the marriage topic. We're going to get into, hopefully this doesn't get too hairy, uh, is regarding race. So if we're going to have this conversation, are we going to be fully transparent, gentlemen? I don't see why not. Always. Okay. So I'm married to a white woman. Taylor's married to a white woman. And Ben, you're married to... Yes, man. Well, half. Okay. So mixed. Half, yeah. yeah. So mixed. I, I didn't want to give her too, you know, too much of a heritage yeah, background yeah, here, but good. you know. Either way, uh, we are in all we are in mixed race relationships, and some more controversial than others. But Asian community is still pretty strong in their beliefs too, so ain't no doubt there. Um, but I will start with Ben. Have you had conversations about race with your new lifelong partner? Yeah, I mean, this year, right, twenty twenty. My goodness, it's mm-hmm. can is there mm-hmm. any way to avoid it at this point? Uh, hey, you want to go get McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> race, what? what? Chicken? Race, race. Uh, just wanted yeah, a quarter no, pounder. A yeah. <laughs> race, burger. you want cheese or you must want cheese because you're colored. 
Um, no, well, no, I just, I just yeah, like I don't, why? <laughs> um, yeah. man. So yeah, the answer is yes. Uh, all the time, conversations are coming up. They're unavoidable, and you know, I wouldn't. To be honest, I I I would say that we didn't have that many up until this year, up until yeah, Race. up until it just being <laughs> in your face because. You know, we both we're both very accepting of each other's culture, each other's backgrounds, each other's families. You know what I mean? Um, so it never there was never any any sort of controversy in, in that respect. But, you know, now it's just like, what do you think about this? What ha- did you see this? Have you heard this? And it's you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's tough to to kind of stay positive it's and 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 have you know intelligent positive conversations you know in in this time that we're going through right now but yeah i I would say that we never had really had the conversations uh up until this point um you know on that on that matter Mm -hmm. go ahead Tay. i hear you no um so yeah i think more you know my wife and i have always had these kind of conversations gonna and they really started <clears throat> coming becoming more relevant around the time that we moved in together and she and we lived together and she kind of began to see little things happening here and there that would kind of she she'd be taken aback by she's like wait a minute what why is i don't understand what, what's going on here and so when those, those things started happening, that's when the conversations started popping up. And although she is the most accepting human being, her family is the most accepting people, you know, they don't really subscribe to any of the, you know, uh, prejudice or hatred at all. You know, we, we had to have those conversations because she didn't, she knew it existed, but not to the level that, I would that I we were talking about then. So they've been extremely constructive. You know, we've disagreed, which is healthy. Um, we've had to both come to different understandings about things. And as we continue to grow and, and, and she experiences more around me, you know, that understanding only gets deeper. So I think the conversations, especially in interracial relationships, should be as consistent as they need to be, given both parties in the relationship. Word. Um, I think uh, I think your background, your race, your heritage, I think that's part of your personality. And y'all know I got a big one. So uh, with that being said, I think her and I both just look at each other as like, that's part of who you are, not this like what you are, but who you are. I don't know if that makes any sense, any difference. Like the who you are has more of like a Let's talk about it, what you think, your thoughts, feelings, and then the why. Like, where does that come from? Why do you feel that way? Blah, blah, blah. And so both of us have just been very open to the, the who you are aspect of it. And um, mm-hmm. because you can look like me and I could hate everything you do. I could, I could be upset by everything you do, you breathe, you say, how you eat, and you can look exactly like me. So that's where I say the what should not have more power than the who you are, your character, right? Yeah. Um, my in-laws do not see color. They didn't raise color. They didn't do any of those things uh, for their children, which is, you know, my daughter or their daughter, now my wife. Um, they didn't do anything to, those things to me. They treated you on the merit of who you are as a person. 
And to me, that was all I could ask for because obviously I wasn't going to go around to try to piss off my, you know, girlfriend's parents. Like, hey, I'm the guy that you don't want here. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to try to do that, you know? So I was, you know, it was good. It was good that they treated me on my merit, on my character. And that is that is how I go about, you know, my life. Um, and with that going into the, you know, conversations about race, I teach that, I preach that, and I say, look, you can have your own thoughts based on your own backgrounds for whatever reason, but how you treat people, how you care about people, the things you say and do that are inappropriate and not okay in this world, I think they stand no matter what you look like. Um, so we've we've had these conversations on the same page of give me the meat and potatoes. I don't want to hear the fluff. I don't want to hear the dressings. I need the meat and potatoes because that character is what I'm going to be judging people on. And she does too. So we're on the same page 100%. I guess I'll push both of you a little bit. Um, were either of you worried about how they would respond to you guys at the first time, like their first impression <laughs> being being judged off top? You mean the, the, the parents? The in-laws or yeah, the in-laws. parents? Man, I'm just going to swoop this one real quick. Man, my mother-in-law... She caught me in a, at the school and was like, look, you want to date my daughter? At first, I was terrified. She's like, you want to date my daughter? I was like, I sure do. You know, I was, I was not exactly the most humble child. Um, sure do want to date your daughter. And she's like, just so you know, her pastor is black. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is left field. What is that? I don't even, what? <laughs> I, th- I, thought we, I thought this was going to go a whole different direction. She goes, yeah, her pastor's black. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, we don't teach her color. And she gave me this speech too. We teach her to care about people and what's on the inside. And she goes that whole speech, but then she turned it on me. So that means I'm be judging you every single thing on the inside. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. Cause she's like, so you get, I'll give you permission, but don't you mess it up. I was like, dang. So it was, it was a trip because it was like, she outed the conversation before I could even have, have a conversation. It was we know you are black, duh, but you are not going to be prejudged because of that. You're going to be prejudged on, does my daughter come home crying? <laughs> Is she yelling? Are y'all fighting? You know, are you, you know, being inappropriate? Are you, are, are her grades dropping? You know, like those are the things that you're going to be judged on, but it don't care what you look like. And I was like, touche. And I respected that, man. I really, I truly respected the, um, the straight up aspect of it and, and not avoiding a topic. Like why are we avoiding a topic? She went went straight to the front and I was like, bet. And so we were good. Never, never had a a question about it after that. Not once. Uh, What about y'all? So, yeah, I mean, I was obviously terrified because at the time, you know, when I (laughs) I met my in-laws, um, when I'm talking about I had dreads down my back, I had dreads down my back. Like, this was not, like, I was showing up. Swing them dreads. Like, Afrocentric than a mug. And if anybody, and most people probably don't know me, but, like, I speak my mind about everything. There is not a topic that I will not, like, say exactly how I feel about. So, um, I wasn't really nervous about what they would think of me. And that just was because... I knew Morgan and I, I knew that she had to come from an, a family that was semi close to as accepting 
as she was, or, or not, not accepting, I shouldn't say, as just not caring about race as much as she didn't care about, you know, my race. And so I wasn't nervous, but as, as relationships grow and you, be have, you begin to have those difficult conversations, Dean, you had yours early, which is amazing. Um, but I didn't have mine until probably with my in-laws until like three, four, five years in the relationship where, you know, they were, they, I began to kind of talk about it and they began to ask questions um, but I got to, you know, I give credit where credit is due. We do disagree. But the, the, the fact of the matter is they always want to understand every single time. It's like, hey, you know, heard this, saw this, you know, and it's more inquisitive. Um, but it, they're always great conversations that I think really need to be had, especially when you're talking about the things that their grandchildren may experience growing up. And they need to understand that, you know, their grandchildren are going to have a different um uh, up, upbringing and a different challenges that that uh, that their child didn't have. So they've always been great conversations, and I got to commend them for being so understanding and accepting. Ben, uh, for sure, yeah. Uh, we, you know, like I said, uh, she's she's mixed race as well. So we never really, I never was really concerned about kind of you know obviously being judged on color or, or culture or anything like that. So. You know, they were always super accepting and super welcoming uh, in that regard. So, you know, thankfully, I never really had to to have that fear or worry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Minorities, minorities dating minorities can have its simplicities, no doubt. But the not one of us thing could also, you know, could also come about. And so, uh, you know, that's why I was curious if it was like, look, you, you can't find yourself a nice Asian boy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that, that, that happens. That happens, man. <laughs> that happens. So, but yeah, if yours goes, it's cool. All right. Well, does anyone have any uh, last notes on the uh, marriage idea? Did we, did we reach it all? We like marriage, right, Taylor? I love my marriage, damn it. I'm going to keep saying that. Uh-huh. We all are loud, loud and clear. <laughs> hate, hate, hate. Um, okay. Moving on. So, Taylor, this is going to be more of a Q&A for you. But fatherhood, all right? Being an actual dad. We're going to move right in, and we're going to start with some expectations of being a dad. And the reality of being a dad. Uh, and I'm just going to say mine kind of succinctly. Mine is exactly <laughs> the same as being a husband. The, the expectation was super dad mode. Play with me all the time. Let's jump. Let's eat candy. Yeah, dad. Reality is, I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to come back home. And I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> So reality is a whole lot more being tired. Now I will tell you though, I definitely when I'm when I'm off work and you know our vacations or anything, man, the kids know who Fun Dad is. They they know who if I want to have a good time, Dad. And it's to the point sometimes I'm like, tell your mama she's fun too. You know what I mean? Stop stop being rude over here talking about. Oh, you, remember that one time I made that joke? My God, that yeah, come on, mom's fun too. You know. It's just so I'm like, yeah, but other other than that, you know, the reality is just there's a lot more hard work to to keep a home happy and healthy than it was when I thought dads were just your big best friends who's hairy. Yeah, I thought it was a little less than that. Um anyone else have a, a, a expectation for real? I guess Ben, 
let's start with you because Taylor's still asking questions. You know, had yeah. My expectation was always, you know, you, you're the protector, you're the you know teacher, you're the you know what I mean. And they talk about you know everyone talks about sacrifice and all the things you have to sacrifice, but you're gonna want to do it because of how cute and cuddly and fun the kids are. Well, they aren't. <laughs> They're terrorizing <laughs> monsters who don't listen, who sap all oh, no, this noise. I'm just playing. But yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay, uh, he hates kids. He hates kids. I love kids. Taylor hates bears. Um, ben hates kids. I love them. Yeah. Um, I love I really And don't. the smarter they get, the meaner and worse they get. Um, but <laughs> no, More but tools. I would, it was always the thing of man, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have to sacrifice, you know, your time, your sleep, your energy, but you're gonna want to do it because you know they they just they're so appreciative and they're so uh, <laughs> you know they're so welcoming and and well behaved. Uh, no, no, they're not. They're not any of those. Um, <laughs> but. But so, you know, the reality check was kind of like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm sacrificing this and this and this for you. Let's go do this. Let's do this. And, uh, you know, they just like, cool. What else can I have? You know, what what else can we do? What, uh, you know what I mean? So it's kind of a re- mm-hmm. reality check of you kind of, you know, you know, they're happy. Um, you know, even they don't, they don't always say like, thank you or I appreciate it. You know, it's cool. Um <laughs> Damn, I'm sitting up. Baby, yeah. will you say happy birthday, this motherfucker? <laughs> will you just say nah, thank you, Dad? Nah, once like... you might drop they, down. They are cry. cute sometimes, you know. They're they're nice. <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, no, it, it's good. It's really good. It's so fun. So honestly, what I was gonna say, man, it sounds like my expectations of what having children is like is accurate. Because all I can think of is you have no sleep, no time to yourself, and no money. That's literally all I can think about. And you'll somehow want to do it and be able to figure it out while you go. And also, you never know you're doing a good job until after the fact. That's what I literally have my, that's my idea about parenting. Am I, am I off base at all? One of your expectations that I, 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 to the, the, just the core of me cannot wait to watch pan out is when you say, I want to be home with the kids, period. Just that alone. I want to be home with the kids. Oh God. The inner chuckle in my soul cannot wait till you call me and go, Get you out of this damn house. Well, well let, let's clarify what I really meant. What I meant was I want the ability to choose. The okay, ability okay. to choose from a work perspective. Let me make the choice for you. Let me make the choice for you. <laughs> I'm running. <laughs> but, but okay, but here's the thing. I've always been this way, and this may not even correlate be whatever. But I've always loved kids. And I know I have the ability to get yeah. them back right now. So it's a completely, completely different scenario. But I have wanted children for as long as I can remember. Now, the action of actually having to be a father and wanting children are two vastly different concepts that I can't even conceptualize right now. And I know that's kind of a roundabout definition, but whatever. But I still want it. Yeah. I, and I'm not telling you to not. I'm just, I just want. 
literally, it's to the point to where I know now you're going to call Big <laughs> instead of me. But I want you to call me. It's so bad and be like, yeah, um, I'm going to throw away the kids <laughs> in about 20 minutes. The if they don't. <laughs> uh, there will be kid, no call. I will just show up at your house <laughs> and be like, we're going to Vegas. <laughs> like, there's going to be no call. I'm just going to show up. Where are your kids? <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> they got it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the good thing for me is like I have two of my best friends who already have gone through everything I will go through early on in in being a new dad. So I'll at least have ideas. Like I'll be able to like bounce ideas off you guys. Whereas Dean, you were just completely on, on your lonesome figuring it out. So I do. Have y'all had y'all were so no help. Y'all were no help at any junction of any point of the kids and the marriage. And I- no help. All y'all said was, let's go get drunk. That's not help. This yes, is, it was. Yes, you it shut your mouth right help. now. Yeah, you just said, get me out the house. So we got I you out the house. So I, didn't, I couldn't. Hey, what do you want to do? I don't know, man. I'm stressed out. Want to get drunk? I don't know if I should. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing else to You, you seemed a lot more willing then than you're letting on right now. Yeah, you're you guys you guys were so not helpful. That's why I'm telling you, I'm just I'm laughing at all of your pain now because it's just it was so new and nobody had done it and it was just us, me and Mandy, and it was just us and it was y'all were your keys were being thrown. Oh gosh. It was so wild. But now nah, I've done it. So I, I, I do have another it. there was another expectation and it was that you know, I made it sound super negative, but you know, something that that did come. Don't clean it up now. No, I was just gonna say that I was even gonna do the silver lining, but you know, man, it's cool. But anyway, um, the no, the kid the kids' expression of loving you as a parent is like you can't get that from your wife. You can't get that from your parents. There's not. It's just straight unconditional love and admiration, which is crazy. Like. You can't even, I, it's hard to even describe to somebody that doesn't have kids, but like that's, for me, like that's the best part about it. You know what I mean? I knew it was bad for me, and this is definitely a pro. Um, I knew it was bad for me when, like, you get home, I get home from work, and wife wants to talk. I really don't. She wants to sit next to me. Can you sit on the other <laughs> side of the couch? This is a very big couch. And then here comes the baby. Sits right on your on face. Your lap. Yeah. Her face. <laughs> yeah, right? Her face on your face. And I say nothing. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Yeah. We're talking about kid shows. And, and I'm like, dang. To the point where I'm like, hey, I need to go ahead and give your mom <laughs> some, some attention because you and I are really not being <laughs> nice to her right now. And I'm like, all right, that is, that is. Yeah, the love goes directly to child. I mean, which is like you got to be aware of it. But the point is, is I really was I'm not into the whole cuddly thing. But here comes the baby, and I was like, "Give me the baby. I just need to put her face on my yeah. face real quick. Just, just touch my forehead." And, and on quick. top of all the and negative things you're is. saying, that's the reason why you do it. You know what I mean? That's the reason why mm-hmm. you accept all that other stuff. So, mm-hmm. word cons they are so much work and you don't get paid for this shit i'm gonna say it you don't get paid for this work and there's so much work but the pro is that and this this can probably go into you know one of our points if we can wait if not it's up to you guys but you're able to create 
you know, almost like a living memory of who you are. You know, you're able to have this, you know, I am bringing someone into this world. You know, you can talk about what the reason of life is later. We're not doing that right now. But, you know, you're bringing into someone into this world and you're going to teach and pass down your thoughts and your feelings and your, your values and your, everything, your life lessons. And so that way they can become a good aspect and you can see, you know, the results of all your hard work into an embodiment of a human. And then they, they do that too. And it's like, that's, that's such a, a, a unequivocal, no other option in the world has it like that. And, and then it, it, you pass it down. And so it's, to me, that is the, the pro. The con is just you don't get paid for it. You, you just don't get paid for this. It's hard. And they, and they don't I, want I, I it most of the time. I think you have a good point, Dean. Hmm. <laughs> That's true. I, th- I think you have a good point, man, about kind of you were looking to like legacy, right? And yeah. my dad, and, and this isn't like the end all be all, right? But my dad always had this quote for me growing up. He said, my biggest accomplishment, my dad was a very distinguished uh officer in the military he said my biggest accomplishment every parent's biggest accomplishment should be their children because if you raise good children you will you will inevitably make the world a better place and if that's all you do as a human being is leave this earth with with great children you have done your job for this planet and for for the world in general so you know I, i don't have kids but that's really my only not my only goal but it's a huge uh i a huge a thing I think about all the time is my legacy and what I leave behind when I'm gone. Absolutely. I mean, especially because I do feel like we are younger adults, you know, we're, we're up there, but we, you know, we're still in that early mid section where it's like, yeah, we have the ability to actually say like what we want to see the world or what direction we want to see the world go. And we can actually like affect that now. And that can be like, I want to, to teach love. I want to teach, you know, caring or, you know, these skills like Taylor. But I know, Ben, you said a six year old does not want to hear about you talking about this is how you take right. care of homeless people. <laughs> but they, but when they turn 20, they're going to be like, oh, shoot, I really know why and the how and, the, you know, all this stuff. So, um, but no, Taylor, I, I completely agree. You're young enough to have this like ability to try to change the generation future that could completely change the outlook of this world and if you don't do anything you know you're condoning this world and you're kind of condemning this world but if you try to uh, try to attack it try to care try to teach these things you can leave a legacy that is a better world for our kids and their kids living so i agree my man on the legacy point um well i'm gonna just uh we kind of alluded to it. No, we haven't really. But how has being a father changed you, Ben? How has that thing changed? Man, uh, it, every possible way. Um, like we talked about earlier, there, there's good and bad for sure. But the main thing is kind of knowing you're responsible for a life. Like at, at its base form, like I'm responsible for this child. Like what this child's well-being depends on me you know I was even talking about it with my mom the other day about just even if, even when you don't want to like I don't want to do this right now like I'm out you are responsible that whether this child survives is on you now like you don't get mm-hmm. to, like you were saying earlier you don't get to give them back you know this is on you 
whether you like it or not, whether you want to or not. So just the sense, the weight of, of the responsibility um, is, it, 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 it changes you, it does. And, you know, I definitely think for the better, you know, because it forces you to grow. You know, I was younger when I had, younger, I wasn't too young. I was 21 when I had, you know, my, do- my, my eldest. Um, so I was still, I was oh, still, God. I was still in, oh, my <laughs> yeah, eldest. I was still in the, get your newspaper out. <laughs> you know, I was still in the, in, I was still a kid. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't, I, I can, I can say for sure, for certain that I was not prepared for, for fatherhood at that time. You know, I just I just got got into the bars. You know, what I, mean? I was like, when we when we going, D? Like, I'm ready. So, um, you know, it, it forces you to grow definitely instantly. You know, you you don't get to kind of prepare. You know what I mean? You can say, oh, I'm I got a kid on the way, but you don't get to prepare. You know what I mean? People can tell you how it goes, or you don't really know until until it happens. And then once it happens. And you look that little baby in the face, it, it, it's like, it, it's like, it's hard to even explain, like put into words, you know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. definitely for the better. It's definitely, you know what I mean? It helps you grow. Like you said, you know, this is your legacy. This is kind of, it, it gets you in self-reflection mode, right? What do I want to leave behind? What do I want to instill in, in this, in, in my children? You know what I mean? So you start cutting stuff real quick. You're yeah. like, I do not want them to know that. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man, what about you? Well, um, I've always been a patient person with circumstances, but I'm not a just patient person. Like, hey, I'm going to bug you seven times. You're probably not getting to two, okay? I'm not that patient, all right? Now, if it's like, hey, this happened, my car broke down, okay, okay, we're going to deal with it. But just being patient with people who are just, you know, nagging and being unaware of social cues, that's just not my thing. Um, I got a look that I got from my daddy, and that look, it's it's pretty quick. You see it, and you go, I probably should think about this from here on out. You probably should. So with that being said, the first thing I gained was patience. Because when you're talking about just a person or a child or a thing doing something just to do it, that's your children. And I have to be patient because, like you said, they might. They're not going nowhere. I got to make sure they're healthy. That's, that's you. So I gained so much patience of just getting nagged for whatever humanly reason they could come up with. And the other one was I pretty much stopped worrying about myself. Hey, I, I'd be the first person to be like, oh, hey, let's go out to the bars. Let's do, let's do boys night. Oh, well, our girls don't want to. I didn't ask them. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I used, to, I used to be the first person to do that. Now it's like, no, nah, I don't think we should. This is, you know, I got to be up early for the kids. Yeah, gotta, that baby going to be up. Yeah, yeah, you know. you What? You don't want to go? Yeah, I don't think we should. So that was that was where it changed. A lot of the things that I wanted to do that I, I used to be like, no, this is a me thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely had to cut all that, and I did. And so now it's like, a hey, all right, in three weeks, we're going to do this one thing for three hours. Everybody plan it, put it in your calendar. All right, we're going to do it. And that's how I have to try to, to manage it more, but, um, but that definitely changed. 
Tay, anything that you can think that might change or any anything to add on the matter? I know exactly what's going to change. I am the I, – I, Taylor does what Taylor wants when Taylor wants to do it. That's it. That's, you heard I, it here I first. You heard it here I first, people. I myself right now. We have I do. Been, but it's in the sense – well, I mean, there's no argument. I'm just going to do what I want. And that's just – but I can't. <laughs> I don't have – I'm not tied to, like, any one – Besides your wife. I mean, you have a wife. So, like so. – yeah, I do. yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not. This is not. That wasn't a question. Like you have. A <laughs> <laughs> um, are you married? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think, and that's honestly what I've been trying to prepare for. I'm trying to get to a certain. And I know I'll never get to exactly this point. When I want to get to a point where I've done the majority of what I want to do before having children, so that the energy that I gave towards my travels my my income streams all now goes to my children so i hope it changes me in that matter to be honest with you because i think that's the one of the best parts of fatherhood but we'll see time will tell check back in like two years and we'll talk later you heard it here first he's having kids in two years um i feel you i feel you i know right um i feel you man uh yeah taylor taylor's uh i do what i want because i won't that's gonna be fu- that's gonna be fun to watch, James. God, I can't wait. So here's here's wait. the thing, though. You guys have been parents for uh, around the same time, if not exactly the same. I think Ben a little longer. But how have you seen your your parenting styles change or develop in relationship to your own parents? Like, I know I'll, I'll just give an example. I'm turning into a weird. Like Mama Warrell and Papa Warrell hybrid, and it's insane. It's good and horrible all at the same time. So, how does that affect your your as parenting? Um, then you got something on that? Yeah, I was I was gonna say that the thing that I hated the most uh, is because I said so. Because I said so <laughs> was infuriating growing up, and now I realize. I just don't got the energy to explain this to you, nor should I. So you can't do that because I said so. <laughs> like, I I always told myself I was not going to be because I said so. And I still try not to be because I want, I want her to understand why she can't do things, why she shouldn't do things. But sometimes, man, just stop because I said so. Like... <laughs> I, I'm telling you to stop, and you gotta listen to me. So stop it. That's so like. Stupid. So that that was like the first thing that I was like, I don't want to do that. I want her to understand why she shouldn't do things, why she's not supposed to do things. But sometimes, man, I just don't have it. Stop it because I said so. Like that, that's like my number oh, one. Man. That's hilarious. Um, so. Mine's the lectures, and and I know that probably sounds way too classic, but you gotta hear me out. So, my pops used to whoop our ass and give a lecture, like both. So you were standing there crying, sniffling, <laughs> trying to get the ass whooping over with, and in between he goes on like a fifteen minute rant. You're like, what is this? Are, are we done? And then nope. Ass whooping continues. She's like, just, just give me the ass whooping. Why are we still talking? 
And so I have I have not taken all of the ass whooping, but Ben can attest to this. I can go on a rant about what made me mad to my child for so long that sometimes I feel bad for the child. I'm like, damn, afterwards I feel bad. It's not during because I can't stop. And I will just rant and I'll I'll give details of if you if I think you thinking about the thing we thinking about, then I'm coming for you. <laughs> so I used to go off and I was like, damn, I told myself I would not lecture my children like this. Ooh, that's a lie. That is a lie. You catch me on a good one, we're gonna be outside for about twenty five <laughs> minutes. Cause it's and she's gonna be like, Bet can I'm s i am said I was sorry. Well I like I ain't done <laughs> And Ben knows damn well what I'm talking about. He's seen me. He's seen, seen me. heard, experienced. <laughs> he lectured me. I know. I don't care if Uncle Ben said yeah. it's okay. Do I look like Uncle Ben? <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing I was like, Dean, you never just stop lecturing. Nope. Nope. I can't even. I wish I could stop. Can't stop. So. So on that tip, where do you find yourself differing from your parents' parenting styles? And if you don't want to give detail because you don't want to call your parents out, that's cool. But I'm wondering if like there's any like okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. And I guess to 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 be the person to ask the question, I guess I'll start it off of what I expect not to do. Um, I don't, I don't want to hit my kids. My dad never hit me. My mom beat the hell out of me. <laughs> but I, I deserved. I was a delinquent, degenerate adolescent. Oh, George. I mean, wow. how many drugs did you do? Yeah, Jesus. Wow. Oh, it was no, that whoa, bad. Whoa, 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 Taylor. Taylor did no drugs. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I just. I. I hate authority. I've hated authority, and so once I turned 13. It was, I know everything. Oh, you grown now. Um, and I didn't. Oh, and, you grown now. <laughs> and my mom whooped me. I deserve to get whooped. So that's something mm-hmm. I can think of that I'm going to try to stay away from. What my wife does on her end, they're different people. So she whoops them, she whoops them. But I'm going to try not to. Is that it? You're going to try not to lay that hand down? Yep. I said well, try. I'm in no guarantees. Uh, I'm going to jump into it, Ben. Um for me, the one thing that I <laughs> and this okay, I'm a big eater. I'm an eater. Okay, I'm a food guy. I'm a big man. Um, so this probably has some weird connection to me always wanting to eat. But the one thing I said I would never do is I would never say we got McDonald's food at home. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> if, that if, <laughs> it, well, I'm just saying. When growing up, it was mom might go get herself. I mean, it's her money. She works. She might go get herself some food. Mama, can I have some? We got we got McDonald's at home. You don't need this. You you don't need that. Or she would get something and be like, oh, well, I'm going to make your lunch at home. I took that way to heart. Way to the heart. As a grown-ass man now, if I go out and you can attest to it, or Mandy can attest to it, if I go out, some we getting food for the whole family. The other day we went to Rubio's. I had the new baby eating Mexican beans. Okay, like I just <laughs> I just can't do it. My heart does not allow me to not buy food for them too. Whenever I don't, it's because 
my wife is like, she's fine. We got chicken nuggets in the freezer. And I'm like, you don't remember the days where I had to eat them damn chicken nuggets in the freezer. I don't want them damn chicken. If everybody gets the damn chicken, I get the chicken. Everybody gets the damn chicken. It's like, what is wrong with you? I'm just saying, so maybe get out of fucking big chicken. It's not right. All I ever wanted was the Happy Meal. It's like, uh, go get your Happy Meal. Then I'm getting that meal for everybody, damn it. <laughs> so, I just, I could not think. So, when we go out, everybody comes home with food. I'm looking up nutritional diets. Hey, do you use peanut oil? Okay, we need to go to another place. Mandy's like, this is too much. I don't care. We all coming home with food today. So, that was my one. <laughs> ben, go ahead. Uh, as, as a child living primarily, not primarily, my, I lived with my mom. I lived with my mom uh, growing up. So, she was very, she was very confrontational and emotional. Um, Dean, <laughs> as, yeah, as as you witnessed firsthand from time to time, uh, she she was very aggressive and confrontational. So I don't know if this is just it. This might even I wouldn't be, say confrontational. I wouldn't say confrontational. No, she, confrontational. She, she wanted. <laughs> she she heard something. She was coming to you. She was coming to get you. Yeah, she was coming, she was coming to, get, to get, you. get you. She was she was busting through that door. Why did you? Let- it's just it was going down. And and this might even be why I am so laid back and non-confrontational at all oh, because no. you know she it was going down. It zero to a hundred real quick was her motto. Like <laughs> so for me it was like, man, I, I always try to try to, you know, I don't even know if it's a try thing or if it's just literally my personality the way I am. But I, I even think I give too much headway before I get angry. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I give too much. And, it, you know, it frustrates my wife because she's like, um, you're enabling her to, to, to keep doing that. I'm like, oh, I ain't that bad. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. It's cool. you know, whatever. She's like, nope, Gosh. she needs to be in trouble now. So I think, you know, as as in, I don't want to say impulsive, but she was quick to the punishment. You're grounded! Like, instantly. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, grounded! You know, I, 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 might get, I might give her too much, too much leeway now to kind of wild out um, because of how confrontational and aggressive my mother was. So I'm a little... Oh, you do. I would say you you do. Know, my personality is definitely a lot more laid back. I, that was something I kind of was like, eh, you know. I don't know if I, I need to jump, jump to the to World I'm War Three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the police are coming. Yeah. What, mom? I just ate a snack. <laughs> oh man, she gets me. Yeah. She cracks me up. I love her. She's awesome. No man, too funny. All right, where are we at, gents? Uh, right, I think we're um, getting down to the last last one. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, based on our past experiences, how does that affect uh, us personally while raising children that are going to be at least half black? I mean, the black community is... I haven't really seen... Maybe Ben might... He's high yellow. Oh, maybe thanks. he might yeah. understand. <laughs> maybe he might feel not connected to the black community, but... I I don't I don't know many kids. Oh, you're not black enough. I know that happens. I'm not saying that doesn't. Yeah, it I happens to me have from y'all too. No, we just make fun of you. It's different. <laughs> it's different. We've accepted you, 
we just accept to make fun of you. Let's get this clear. Let's draw the lines, right? That's true. It's so what? True. Why did I agree to be Is friends it... with y'all? Again, we've been through this. You didn't quite agree. Wasn't like a side We literally paper. kicked that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, and you just you're like, well, okay, then they screaming. So, um, my point is, is at least they're gonna be mixed with black. Uh, how does that affect us raising them? In you know, I guess today's society, or just based on our experiences, um, anybody have a have an answer right off top? Yeah, it's like. Um... Especially now, it's something that I never thought I was going to have to have a conversation about, like what it is to be, you know, biracial, what it is to be kind of, I don't want to say different because, but, but they are, you know what I mean? That's, and that's something that they Mm -hmm. need to be aware of and, and be understanding about because, you know, letting them learn in the real world, especially in today's climate is not, is definitely, you know, you can't, you can't allow that. So you got to be, it's conversations that you're going to have to have and that I never thought I would have to have, but, you know, it's something that, that everyone should be aware of, you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, yeah, what about you, Dean? Uh, I, I feel really, truly blessed to be able to have so many good, strong female role models in my life, in my family and my wife's life and her family to be able to sit here and say like, you are black and white, you are Caucasian and African-American, whatever you want to call it. You are a biracial, interracial child with two heritages in your soul. And you can look to your TT, you can look to your aunties, you can look to your grandmas and your mimas, and then your mom. All of them who she loves and endears and or my other child will too, I'm assuming, other than right now, she is the angry baby outside of that. Um, she loves them and she 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 can't wait to be around them. And it's like, to her, that's like going out. You know, SeaWorld didn't happen the other day or, you know, the zoo or something. And her, her recourse was, can I go hang out with a family member? And it's like, uh, okay. Back when I was growing up, it was like, I won't be around y'all. <laughs> but she is... She was all in. She's all in. So it's like um, she has so many positive, strong female role models of both of her backgrounds that I honestly can take a step back and be like, y'all do your thing. Now, I'm obviously going to be super analytical, attention to detail guy, but this is where I'm taking a page out of Ben's book where I'm just I'm going to sit back first. Obviously, you guys know that I'm protecting my daughter from everything, social media, the you know, all the world. And when when one of her younger kids, school friends comes home or says something and she comes home. Oh, I'm I'm quick to put a stop to all that noise. But, you know, right now I'm taking a seat. I'm taking a, a step back, taking a seat, letting things develop and letting the positive role models that she has in her life imprint on her, you know, her little brain, her little psyche and and seeing how things turn. Uh, but she is an uh, uh, interracial child in America, which is going to have its challenges. But luckily, in my opinion, right now, she's too young to have to go through those. And we'll see where we're at, you know, five, ten years from now. No doubt. No doubt, man. Um, and obviously, I'm I'm coming from the perspective of not having children and how that actually affects and changes your opinion on things. But this is how I feel about it right now. So no matter what my children um although they are 
biracial, they are going to be looked at from the world as black. Because they're, the world is going to look at them as black, I believe they need to understand what comes with being black and the trials and tribulations that will come with that while also simultaneously being proud of her mother's heritage. And I don't know how that's going to work out. And I don't think anybody really does. But I think it's important when you have mixed race children, especially, you know, I'm on the darker complected and they are, you know, well, depending on how genetics works out, but my assumption is they're going to be a little darker complected. And so if that reigns true, they got to understand there are certain things that, you know, like, like my dad taught me certain ways you move in the world when you look like you do. Um, there are certain things you got to make sure you're, 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 you're aware of when you're, when you're wor- working in this or trying to, you know, become who you want to be in this, in this world. So um, it's going to affect the way I, I parent them. Um, I don't know how yet, but I do know that they need to understand what it's like, what being black means while simultaneously being proud of where their mom comes from and the mom's heritage. Yeah. Um, just, uh, you know, just remember like, you know, I played this what they're going to look like game twice now, and you don't know. So just, uh, you know, you, you, you'll you do that. And then my other, you know, old head advice would just be um, you want them to be mentally ready. I, I don't think people give enough credit about actual maturity and actual intelligence. And not every child comes to maturity the same way. Is it maturity or maturity? I don't, I've heard of it. Anyways, uh, I don't think every child comes to maturity the same way. So realizing your child may or may not still be a mature may or may not be able to understand it. And, you know, it's heavy, man. It's a, it's a heavy scenario. And I'm kind of like, I'm not down to try to weigh my, you know, child, small child down with the world's weight problems. Like, eh, let's get you a little bit more intellectually mature first. And then we can start talking about how you move in this world. And then that's, that's where I'm in. I'm in. No doubt. I, and I think, Every, every one of my friend's children is way too young to even understand th- this scenario, 100%. But mm-hmm. as you do move into middle school, that's when these things start to take place. Like, I don't know about you, Dean, but when I really started realizing, oh, I'm different, was middle school. It really wasn't elementary school, nothing like that. But when I started noticing, oh, people, I'm, 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 I'm black, that was middle school for me. And I think as they transition into that portion of their life, well, okay, what I mean is I realized I was different and that it mattered to people and that they treated me differently solely because of that consistently. So I think when they start entering that age, and again, I could be way off base here. I don't have kids, but that's my assumption. That's my expectation of how I would treat the scenario. It's a very good point. And I have no disagreement. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. I have no disagreement. Ben? Yeah, well said. I mean, I guess it's kind of a case-by-case basis, right? Like, you kind of know when your kid is at that point where maybe you need to have some different conversations. Dean, like you said, maturity is kind of something. Like, there's grown people that, you know what I mean, that are less mature than my nine-year-old. So, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, for you to decide you know, but those conversations I definitely feel like need to be had. Tay Middle School, it was about the same for me when I kind of when I kind of was experiencing that kind of thing. So, you know, that's I guess that's like a normal kind of time frame. But, you know, you, you'll you'll know when that time comes. They'll tell you. Right. 
<laughs> right, right. So, guys, we've been talking for a hot second here. It's one of our longer ones, but I think one of our better ones, too. Um, does anyone have a good question of the day? I know you got something. Oh, I man. know you got something. No, uh, no, I, I was actually going to say uh, I didn't even think of one. Um, you, ben, I'm, you sprung I'm, I'm actually going to say us. I don't have one. Yeah, yeah, we did not. I this was not in the pre-show meeting. We went the whole pre-show meeting, and nobody said single thing about the damn question of the day. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, nah, that's straight. I, I, I mean, I've, I've watched. I have a couple written down that I would like to get y'all thoughts on. And this is kind of what we've been talking about a little bit here and there. Um, but what is the best piece of advice that you've got from an elder? And when I say elder, if you, if you aren't black, maybe you don't know what I mean. Someone that's not your mama, your daddy, like an elder, like uncle that's not necessarily your uncle. Yeah, right? for sure. What's the best advice you've ever got from an, yeah, from an elder? Um, and if y'all need time, uh, I'll go first. Okay, you go yeah, first. Go ahead. So my godfather was was a gun collector. I didn't know this until I was like uh, 11, 12. And at the time, I, I was studying martial arts, and I was pretty pretty damn good. You know, I think I was going for my second, no, I was 13. So I was going for my second degree black belt at the time. I was, you know, trying to do my thing, you know, happy about it. And the one thing, I'll never forget it, we were sitting in, uh, in his living room, and we're talking about how my test is coming up and all that and all the you know world championship i had one like our second second place championship i had one like a couple couple years ago he goes look come here come here let me show you something and he pulled out this old school rifle he said look all that martial art shit is great but you need to remember one thing ain't gonna stop a damn bullet so don't be stupid wow. like, oh fuck <laughs> and it didn't seem like nothing at the time but the older I got, the more I realized, like, that nigga right. <laughs> I didn't watch that. So that, that's mine. Jeez. Uh, uh, no amount of money ever bought a second of time. No, that's good. That's good. It. That's a big one. That's a big one. I like that. Um, hmm. Uh, me, it's probably more or less like you're going to have to work no matter what. That whole chasing the passion of you like loving it doesn't mean that you are going to find it. You can look for it, but you have to provide. And once you accept that, then the rest of it, it can kind of fall into place. So accept that you're going to have to do it. Do a good job. Give everything you got. Um, but remember that your family is and always should be the most important thing you got. So work hard. Give them what you can even if it's not your most passionate job in the world, but never put it in a higher priority than your family. Well said. So that's what we got. Well, this is a longer one. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap this up again. This is TBD to be determined, or as we like to be known as three black dudes. You can catch us on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. We are on Instagram, where we're at uh, TBD Podcast with some dots in the middle. Y'all find us. 
Uh, picture of three <laughs> black dudes on there. Uh, we on Facebook as well. Um, but uh, just so y'all know, I got three minutes till kickoff, so y'all can go ahead and peace out. All right then. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs>